Welcome to What the Freak. Today, I've got an amazing guest joining me, uh, a newer friend of mine. His name is Ian DeMello. Did I say that right? Yes, you did. <laughs> awesome. Ian is coming, coming to us from Australia, actually, in Perth. And uh, I met Ian through a coaching program that we're both part of. Um, Ian is an incredible dancer and coach and men's work um, explorer and uh, just a super rad human being. So Ian, I would love for you to just share a little bit. Who are you? What do you do? And um, yeah, what are we going to be chatting about today? Yeah, sure, man. Thanks for having me here first and foremost. Um, yeah, so I was born and raised in Perth, Australia. I'm 28 years old, going on 29, and I am a crump dancer, mentor, hip-hop, conscious hip-hop MC, um, and a embodiment coach. Um, and I've been crump dancing or in the hip-hop space, in the street space for about, shoot, maybe like 16 years. I've been crump dancing for 13 going on 14. Um, and I believe that dance has and is a practice that has sort of been suppressed spiritually um, by the Western world because it is so powerful. And my, my goal is to create conscious music that people can dance to and express themselves to fully and authentically and tap into um, different dimensions of their body where they need, I guess, healing um, and love. Mm. Um, and also I'm an advocate for culture and the hip hop or street culture because it saved me. So <clears throat> I feel like I'm giving back in that way um, in everything that I do. And yeah, that's a little bit, that's a little bit about me. And that's pretty much what we're going to talk about today. So I'm super excited, I'm super hyped to be on this, on these topics with the brother. So I'm ready, man. I'm ready. Mm. Heck yeah, dude. Well, I'm super stoked as well. And I'd actually love to dive into that last piece first. Um, so tell me a little bit, what is what is the hip hop culture like in Australia? And you mentioned, you know, hip hop saved you. It really had a profound effect on your life. Like what is what was your experience growing up in that culture? And how does that play out in your life today? Yeah, awesome. Um, so hip, well, to answer the first part of your question, which was like, what is Australian hip hop like? Um, dance wise, it's really, it's really good and it's healthy here. Um, I just think that a lot of people, especially in studios, don't necessarily use it properly. Um, mm. I believe that they've, you know, they're doing what they can and, you know, they only know what they know. Um, however, there's a lot of educating to do in what hip hop actually is dance wise and also what hip hop actually is as a culture as well. Um, a lot of people don't know that hip hop is about spirit, 
peace, love, unity, having fun, knowledge, expansion, like they're like the laws of hip hop. Right. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely healthy. Um, it's just about, I guess, educating and, you know, what I was mentioning before about giving back to the culture. It's not about always taking from it and doing what you need to with it, but it's also about giving back to the community as much as you can without, you know, culturally appropriating anything. Um, and how it saved me was it gave me, it gave me an outlet. It was just expression. And it was the rawest form of expression to me mm. at that time. Um, I was about 10 when I first heard my first hip hop record, which was, I, I think, Naughty by Nature, um, one of their tracks. And I was blown away mm. by the flow, the cadence, the bounce of the track, what it made me feel. Um, and I was just like, wow, I never knew that that sort of expression existed, mm. you know? And so then what, what is, yeah. what is, you mentioned the word like raw, like raw expression, what is raw expression to you? And, and maybe like in contrast to something that isn't as raw, like, what does that mean to you? Right. Um, what I've learned is it's basically you being authentic to yourself, um, where you where you aren't resistant to what's actually coming out so i think the easiest way for me to say that in one sentence is like expressing the highest version of yourself mm. without any resistance that's what i think raw is and i believe that i i get to do that and yeah, people get to do that when they dance and when they, you know, speak poetry, when they, when they MC, they get to do that for themselves when they, when they um, create art, you know, I think art is the biggest form of holding energy, releasing energy, and also um, healing oneself and being able to express ourselves from that. So mm. Um, I think that in the coaching space, it's super necessary to have creative ways, um, for people to express themselves. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I love that so much. And, and I'm curious, like what, what gets in the way of someone's raw expression of them really showing up and expressing themselves in their highest capacity in their, I even heard in their kind of like you know, you're being uniquely you in that expression. You're not just like copying someone else's moves. Like it, it comes from like a deeper, more authentic place. I'm curious, like one, how does that show up in dance? And then two, how does that show up in the coaching work that you do as well? And how yeah, are those totally. related? Um, so in dance, how to do that um, authentically there's obviously different modalities and different styles of dance. Um, I love free form dancing. I am a freestyler. Like, yes, we learn um, foundational moves for the specific style, 
but it doesn't actually determine how free we can be, if that makes sense. Um, just like anything, you know, just like an artist has to practice every day, just like a coach has to practice as much as he or she can to be better at their craft and be and hone in and, um, you know, be more experienced in that field. Dancers are the same, except especially street dance. We don't have a certificate. We've never done that. It's basically based off of respect and what you do for the culture. Um, so, you know, when it comes to authentic movement, I believe that it is, dance is very, it's like parallel to life. Like we can see in someone's dance, whether they are fully themselves in that present moment or whether they're not. Mm. We can tell when someone's thinking versus someone that's just fully in flow and tapping into the ideas that come out, if that makes sense. So, mm. um, it would be leaning into the uncomfortability of the moment. That's what I would say, especially Ooh. in freestyle, leaning into the uncomfortability of the moment, because, you know, we can choose to stay comfortable. I can do the same move over and over again, but at the end of the day, it's going to get uncomfortable and I'm going to want to move out of it anyway. Um, so yeah, it would definitely be doing that. And being able to flow rather than sticking into your mind of, I need to look a certain way. I need to do this certain thing to be, you know, we use the term tight or dope in dancing, right? In crumb, we use the term like buck. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so that would be on a dance tip and how you can tell is like people do it to look good and to feel good, which is awesome. But at the same time, where did dance come from? Um, are you paying respects to the forefathers of the dance styles? Do you know the actual, where the actual movements came from? and why they were created that way. Mm. You know, there's always more to dig into and dive into just like our being. We think we know ourselves and then there's like, oh shit, something comes up and they were like, whoa, I didn't see that. And that's because we need to be open to that conversation of history. That's basically what it is. Um, and how I, you know, put that into my coaching is <clears throat> I give them a framework to work with, um, with dance moves, practices, as well as, um, yeah, when I say practices, it's more like mindfulness practices and stuff like that. Mm. Um, it's important to dance allows us to break through that comfortability that limitation of ourselves. And that's basically what coaching is as well. I see so many, so many similarities in what dancing is and has been for me and what coaching is and has been for me in the short amount of time that I've been in the space. Um, and 
we, in the coaching, we get to find you in a more authentic space and exploration, explorative space, rather than like, this is the stuff that you need to do. Like, yes, it's there. The homework's there. But it's also about being playful because that's what dance is too. And if we aren't playful in life, we aren't really tapping into that childlike nature that we've been so disconnected from. Mm. Yeah. Oh, I love that so much. I, I love this idea of that you're, you're painting this picture of like this flow state, right? Like leaning into this flow state and this rawness and this uncomfortability. Um, actually my biggest mentor in, in hip hop, he, he, had, he would tell us constantly, he's like, you have to learn to get comfortable being uncomfortable, whether right. that's up on stage or what you're writing or just how you show up. It's like, you need to get comfortable being uncomfortable because that's where your realness really comes out and that's where you really shine. And that's where your authenticity comes through is by being okay with like pushing that edge. Cause there's always another edge. It's like, yeah. it's not like you ever get fully comfortable in, you know, who you are. Like you don't like we as humans don't just stop growing at one point. You're not like, okay, cool. Like I've reached yeah, the pinnacle. Yeah. Like I'm good. It's like, that's not, that's not how it works. You like, you have to continually grow and push your edge and, and find out like what's next for you. But uh, what I'm hearing and what you're saying as well is that that in itself can be a skill that one can develop. It can be a mindset. It can be more of a lifestyle of being willing to lean into that edge more consistently, lean into that uncomfortability more consistently. And, and from what it sounds like, there's a lot to be gained in leaning into that discomfort. Um, I'm curious, like what, what's maybe like a, a moment in your life that sticks out where you really leaned into something uncomfortable and, you know, maybe there was some fear coming up around that. Maybe you were worried about what other people would think, but, but once you went through with that, you're really glad that you pushed that edge. I'm curious if there's like an example that, that comes up, um, in, in yep. that way. Yeah, totally. Um, um, I will say it pretty much happens every day <laughs> on a daily. There's something that I need to do. That's like, you know, stretches me. Right. Um, what, what's like a I recent example then uh, like in this last week, what's, what's something uncomfortable that you leaned into this last week? Writing, writing about like doing the leap homework, like writing about the dreams and how much money I want to make and all of that. Like that's a stretch for me. You know, I, I, you know, everyone always wants to be a millionaire, but actually writing it down and, you know, calling, basically writing is calling it in. That was um, uncomfortable for me to do. And I loved it at the same time though, you know, um, but a major one would be when, So I nearly broke up with my missus um, last year. And that was a massive, massive lesson for me 
because she is so strong um, and she held space for both of us in that in that um, period of time. And it went on for about three days of just like complete heart pain, which pain is expansion as well. Um, and I didn't really realize that until after. And what I learned from that and why I needed to go there was to break the mold of and perspective that I was not enough and that I wasn't enough for the love that she gave me. I wasn't enough for what, ev for everything that I know and feel like I deserve. Um, and commitment as well. Like I was just like, before that, I was just so scared of committing to, like it came up every now and then, you know, committing to her in a, in a long-term, really, really long-term relationship. I've been with her for, it'll be four years this year. Um, and just, you know, that was reflective to me because it's like, fuck, where am I not committing to certain things? Like, where is it that I need to commit to yet? I've, I haven't been leaning in as much. You know, I haven't been really, I've been scared of being uncomfortable so that I can achieve the things that I want to achieve. Because if you're always comfortable, you're not really going to, you're going to move the needle like this much. And I'm talking about moving it this much every day, you know? Um, so that was definitely it, man. And she held space for me in that way. And I think, you know, more men need to appreciate what, the female can do for them and, and, you know, be a part of their space and just, yeah, just bring into the space, man. And there's so much expansion in partnership, you know? Mm. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for, for sharing that. I really, appreciate that and i resonate with the power of the feminine holding space for the masculine you know and yeah, yeah I, i've definitely experienced a lot of that myself the last few months in in my new partnership and i i you know let, let's go a little deeper in there so yeah. how does that look how does that look how can men who I would say at least most of the men that I've met and that I know have a difficult time, um, like being seen by women, mm -hmm. like being seen as weak or potentially weak or vulnerable, or like in a, in a spot where it's like, we're having a hard time and we're looking for someone to hold space for us. How do we do that in a way that's not that's not like shirking responsibility for what's ours to take care of, but to yeah. how do we as men invite in that support from, from women, whether that's a partner or, or even just a friend or, or perhaps even like a mother or something like how do we, in, as men stand in our integrity and stand in our strength while being able to ask for that support, from women that I've experienced myself as being very powerful, um, being, being held in that space. I'm curious to know your thoughts on that. Yeah. Um, 
I would say expression, like being, being okay with what you're feeling and knowing that in you expressing there is strength there. Um, when it comes to asking or calling in for that support is you're not going to receive it if you're on, if you're not open. Mm. So how are you going? Like the question is, how are you going to open yourself up? Right. Which is basically what you're asking. And I believe that it is just leaning in to, Hey, I've got something on my heart on my mind do are you are you okay like you can even ask permission are you okay for me to share it with you i've been dealing with something are you okay to sh um yeah to hold me through it sort of thing mm. um and it's funny you ask that question because i actually asked um i wrote a post about it where we always feel like we don't have the support even, even amongst men, it's like, yo, bro, like, are you good? Yeah, I'm good. You know that I'm here to talk to you though. I'm like, I'm here for you. Right. And we barely go to that person that says that. Mm, mm, and we don't yeah. ever say like, yo, I, this is what I'm going through right now. You know, we don't, we don't care to dig deeper. And I think as men, that's definitely something that we need to do um and be for each other as well as even for females too because brothers like can hold brothers up mm. but it's a different sort of support um when we get it from women you know and it's like different flavors of support. yeah 100 yeah totally different flavors different sources um <laughs> Yeah, yeah, dude, so, I, I I really yeah. resonate with that, and and uh, actually have been, you know, having a specific challenge come up in my partnership recently. That um, I I spent some time the last week or two just like working through what I could myself, and just being with that, and being with the feelings, and being with what was coming up, and then finally I felt you know, and I, and I did some processing with my partner and, and she was able to hold space for that. Um, once I felt like I got to a place where I'm like, okay, like I can, I can share this pretty cleanly, you know, and not that it always has to be clean. Like I, right. you know, I've cried in front of my partner. I've like been messy too, but I think there's like an internal distinction for me of knowing when I've, I'm able to hold enough of myself that I'm not just going to like completely dump on this person, yeah, whoever right. it might be. And I love what you said about asking for consent, like really asking permission, like, Hey, are you available to hold me? Like I, I'm going through these things. I have maybe some strong emotions coming up, um, some strong sensations and, you know, are you available for that? Do you have the capacity, you know, maybe they're like in that moment, like, actually I'm not like maybe you know, let's check in tomorrow or a couple of days from now, but I'm right. occupied otherwise, you know, or maybe they are available, you know, and then just today I reached out to one of my good homies who I knew would have some good perspective and be able to hold some good space for the specific issue that I've been working through. And, you know, I asked him earlier today, like, Hey, can you, can you hold some space for him? And he's like, actually, I'm not feeling great today. Like let's plan for Thursday. I was like, cool, right on. 
Um, so yeah, we're, we're going to chat on Thursday. Um, but yeah, it took, it took me a little bit and this is something that I think I'd like to even get better on is like, I feel like I, I wait a while before I really ask for support sometimes, which on the, it's a balance, right? Like on the one hand, it's like, I don't want to every little thing go to someone else. Like, Hey, help me through this, you know? But on the other hand, it's, I feel like I oftentimes will gravitate towards almost like waiting too long or just like Mm -hmm. trying to wait till I'm like perfectly good so that I can show up with this like clean prepared package of like something (laughs) for you to hold space for me, which is like, maybe I don't need to wait that long. Maybe, maybe it would actually be beneficial to like reach out a little bit earlier next time. And it could have actually helped me to move through it a little bit quicker. So it's, it's still a, a work in progress, but I just, I love the the conversation around that. And I love the piece around just, just asking someone, Hey, are you available for this? I think it's just right. such an empowering practice. Cause then it's like, and at least for me, it takes some of the fear out of asking. Cause if someone's not available, that they'll, I trust that they'll let me know, Hey, I'm not available to hold space for that right now. Like, cool. As long as I'm okay with that answer, then, you know, no harm, no foul. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, I just, I really love this, this topic. Yeah, man. I think it's, um, that's probably the easiest question to move forward in that expression and being like, cause that's the first point of being held really. Um, cause a lot of the time I think that it it's to do with being rejected as well. And that's why we don't say anything to anyone in a sense. We don't want to feel shame and rejection, um, so, yeah, I think it's just such a powerful question, the consent question to have because it's less rejection rather than just being like, you know, trying to go all the way in and then basically vomiting all of this stuff onto that person and then having a conversation that's not healthy you know? Mm. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what this is really tapping me into right now, and maybe this could be a cool shift in direction is so, so thinking about hip hop music and thinking about expression and thinking about like the content of a lot of music that's out there today. Um, I actually have a hard time listening to most hip hop nowadays because I actually don't consent to a lot of what is being expressed. Like, I don't want that to come into my consciousness, not because I'm better than it, or even that I'm like judging it as wrong. I think that all forms of expression can have some sort of meaning and purpose and validity to it. Um, You know, I I think a world where more people can express themselves freely is a better world. And I, I am the curator of my consciousness and I it's just not beneficial for me to allow certain messages to just constantly be coming in to me that I know are not helpful for me. So I'm curious to dive a little bit into like, how do you view the current scene right now in terms of, let's say the music scene of like what is being expressed typically in, in like hip hop culture and like what could be expressed in hip hop music you know, like why isn't to, to just kind of have a starting point, like why isn't the content of a conversation like we're having in hip hop mainstream music right now? Right. 
powerful questions and I love these questions. Um, I feel like not many people ask them enough. Um, and the state of it, I think that it's outweighed by like the substance that hip hop actually is and has, and you know, like the older, a lot of the OGs, the originals, the legends had, um, and you know, carried through is still there, but it's overpowered at the moment by, you know, money, drugs, women, drinking, partying, all of that type of thing. Um, and by, by so to pause you real quick by OGs, like which era, like, like who are some of the people you're referring to that you consider OGs? Cause I think different generations consider right. different people like OGs. So I'm just yeah, curious yeah, to hear yeah. like what you mean, like who you, who you were talking about, who you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, so, um, the few that come to mind, obviously they're in a little different generations, but for me, um, big daddy Kane, Rakim, Eric B., KRS, you know, the teacher, yep. um, those sort of cats, obviously like public enemy. Um, so not like 50 cent, not nothing against 50 cent. No. I love 50 cent. Uh, I love 50 cent. <laughs> I, I, I'm with 50 all the way, but you know, like they, yeah, yeah, like uh, KRS, like, like the, the ones who were talking right. about like, like this is hip. This is like where the culture came from. This is the philosophy. Yeah. This is like the underlying, yes, exactly. like what it, what hip hop is about and like where, it, where it originated and where it came from. A hundred percent. And, you know, then you have people like, um, Talib, Royce, the five, nine, Pharaoh Munch, tech nine, like they're, they're speaking Cess crew. Um, J. Cole, Kendrick, they're even newer generation, but they really speak mm -hmm. on what's going on. You know? D Smoke really, as an even newer one. D Smoke, yeah, exactly. And he's awesome, you know? And there are underground MCs that still do that. It's just not on the radio. So you have to really, you know, hip hop terms is like crate dig. You have to dig for the good stuff you know you have to mine for the gold to get it and i i think that that's also what goes through every genre of music you know like punk heads will say oh the the punk that's out in the mainstream isn't actually what real punk is mm. you know because and if they did their research punk was actually started by um African-Americans, they started that first. Pretty sure African-Americans started most uh, genres of music that we listen to right. today. <laughs> right. And, and, they, and they were, you know, like intermingling with the hip hop culture. That's why punk and hip hop are so similar. Mm. Hence why, you know, you do have Run, Run DMC, you have Feral Munch doing 13, um, Public Enemy, like EPMD, like there's so much there that, take a take on those um aspects you know and yeah like that's what i think and i think there needs to be just more people that are really 
intentionally writing music to shift the frequency and vibration or states of everyone that listens to it rather than just like, yeah, I'm going to do it for a dime. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So what curious to hear like your, your ideas, like how do we, how do we shift that? How do we, cause like the way I see it and I, I resonate with a lot of what you shared and um, you know, obviously, as I mentioned, like, I don't listen to a lot of, like, I can only do it in very small doses. Um, you know, cause what, I, what, I like what do you it. Listen to? Um, honestly, like I don't listen to a ton of hip hop music. Right now. Like I actually just listen to a lot of like house music, just stuff with a good beat, yeah. not too many words. Um, it's just like a good, like background music. That's like positive energizing. Like, so that's honestly a lot of what I listen to, th- to these days, or like, there's like a few specific artists I'll listen to. Like there's actually this local guy here. Um, he goes by the name of wonder heart. Um, he's got a, a, just a few songs out that he just put out in the last year or two that are fucking incredible. Like some of my favorite conscious hip hop that I've ever heard. Um, so like, I don't know, I've had this idea for a while now that like, my favorite music and like the music that I love listening to hasn't been created yet. Like it's just starting to be created and it's going to be created by like me and my friends and people I know and people who get it. Um, like that's the kind, the kind of music that I truly want to listen to, like hasn't been created yet. It's like just starting to be created. And I think it is like a mix of like having that deep respect you were talking about for the culture and the roots and where we came from and the intentionality and consciousness behind that. Cause like some of these guys, I think most people who listen to like modern day, like trap hip hop, they don't realize what these guys were talking about, you know, and I'm, I'm only so researched. Like I, I still have a lot more learning to do, but just like hearing someone like KRS one speak and watching some of his videos on YouTube, it's like, damn, like, what are these guys talking about? Like you wouldn't even realize these dudes are like aliens, like from the future who are like trying to bring this like positive conscious evolution to the planet. Like it's literally like that kind of stuff, like some really like deep, like wisdom and knowledge. And um, it's, it's amazing what they're talking about that. I think a lot of people are so disconnected from in our fast food, hip hop culture right now. So like, how do we, how do we shift that? And I think it's the, the food analogy, I think is interesting to me because I see it as a similar conversation because we're consuming something, right? Like when we listen yeah. to music, we are consuming that, you know, and yeah, it, it might fill some hole. It might feed you. And, and yeah, maybe for every, everyone it's different. Maybe some people they can live off of fast food and they're fine. Like they're okay. Like that's the thing. And maybe they don't know how much better they could feel or like how much more nourishing things could be, or in the long run, what's actually going to be more nourishing is a word that I like to use. Um, how do we shift from, how do we shift from this, this fast food culture to something that is more um, substantial? Yeah. Awesome question. And how do we actually have it like land for people and have it be something they want to, constantly go back to and listen to and hopefully become more and more mainstream so that the general 
audience of hip hop is listening to something that is higher vibrational, that is empowering rather than degrading, that is like, has a lot of substance to it rather than being very surface and catchy. But when it's over, it leaves you feeling kind of like, ah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I think we need to support as, you know, as um, light workers, right? As people that are more conscious. I think that we, where Way Show was at the end of the day. And I think, you know, speaking on um, like metaphysically, when we connect with other light workers and create that music and, you know, put it out there to other people that are on the frequency that are on the wavelength, the vortex will just get bigger and bigger. And then we can carry more people into that. If that makes sense, people will just end Mm -hmm. up being attracted to it anyway. And I think, you know, just like how, you know, they say that, um, like KRS says hip hop is for everyone. Right. But it came from, you know, the Bronx and Brooklyn and all of that. And it was for those people. And they were so focused on those people that, um, the word spread because everyone was vibing it. Like, yo, you need to check this out. Mm. This is where it's at right now, you know? So if we can, you know, build the community, a community of like, and I, and I'm low key going to call out the spiritual people here is like, are you actually supporting the creative arts and the, the light workers that are in the creative arts? Or are you just saying that you're spiritual and not, and completely disregarding the work that, people put in to actually express themselves and increase the vibration mm-hmm. of the world. Because like, why can you not meditate to um, a song that's really resonating with you? That is hip hop. Like, does it have to be meditation music? Mm. What about, what about blending the two, you know, having spoken words and, you know, so it's like, it's co-creating in that way. And I think, you know, as much as we, how can I say, like, we need to believe in ourselves and our vision so much so that people just just end up coming in and are just like, yo, your shit is dope. And I want to put you on to this guy, this woman, whatever the case is, and slowly keep building that. And I think that's why, you know, social media slash social networking is super important because if you're out there and everywhere, that's how you get out. And um, how can I say, if we're talking in hip hop sense, you got to have a banging beat. You got to have, you know, those, those bars, so to speak, um, and a catchy hook that people can dance to because everyone wants to dance. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, So, yeah, bro, I hope that answers your question. I think it would just be feeding feeding into the vortex and just continuously doing the work and not 
not necessarily you know it's it's to serve it's not to risk to receive clout or finances or whatever even though it is also about that you know yeah um yeah so, yeah, so two things okay. i hear in that i i love everything you just shared one one of them is like just creating it for ourselves like creating it for you know, one, I think it starts with the individual, right? Like the individual expression of like, this is on my soul and I want to express it. Um, so I think that's where it starts. The second thing is, let me create this and share this with my homies. Let me share this with other people who I know already would resonate with the message. Maybe most people don't resonate with what we're talking about yet. You know, hopefully they will more and more in the future. I believe they will, because I think the kind of things we're talking about is what we need to talk about as a society, as a culture, um, totally. you know? And so I think sharing it with those who we already know will resonate. Like we're already into the same kind of things, you know, yeah. we already yeah. just outside of music, even like we're into personal development, we're into spirituality, we're into, you know, talking about communication and relationships and like all this kind of stuff. It's like, yeah. we're into all that stuff. So like, let's make music coming from that place and let's share with people maybe who aren't even like hip hop heads, but like they just appreciate the kind of conversations that we have. And we know they're doing a similar work with themselves yeah. and share it with them. Cause they'll probably think it's dope um, when maybe they don't listen to hip hop because most of what's out there is just so not that. So I think that's huge. And you know, the last thing that I really heard that you kind of like made a call out is like, yo, like you gotta be out in the world. Like it's not time to like sit and meditate in a cave. Like, like yeah. right now the time is to be a monk in the club. Yeah. Like one of my <laughs> literally, like, like one of my favorite things to do sometimes I literally like pre COVID times would go to like a club or something and I would sit in the back and I would meditate while the music was playing and everybody was dancing and just like be in that energy, you know? And it's like, I think we That's need more great. people meditating in the club or dancing out there, or, you know, making the music that is going to be played in the clubs in the future. Um, but I think it's, it starts small. Like it starts with those who get it and share it with those who also get it. And then it slowly grows. And then maybe at some point, you know, someone decides, wow, like I am connected to so many people who are on the same wavelength. Let me start a club of my own or let me start a label of my own. Let me start some right. kind of outlet of my own. And now we can share this with more people. And over time, I'm a believer that like better solutions will always win out. And I believe that the content of what we're talking about is a better solution for humanity and that we we can't we can only feed off of what's being put out there for so much longer again not yeah. to like judge it or say it's bad or wrong i think it's where people are at and i think it's yeah. their authentic expression and i think there's just so much more opportunity available for what music could be and what it could yeah. be used for and what i think some of the original intentions of the ogs were for what hip hop could become and, you know, again, I think everything goes through evolution and everything is going to like be taken on and made into, you know, whoever, whoever is taking that piece of it, they're going to turn it into their own thing, which is fine. You know, that's just, once you create something like you kind of have your hands up and you have to let it go and it's going to become what it will. But I love these kind of conversations because it reminds me that we have the power to steer the culture by what we choose to listen to by what we choose to create, 
by what music we choose to share and by our homies who we choose to like put on by sharing that with other people. Like, Hey, this really resonated with me. This really helped me on my path. Like maybe you'll enjoy too. Um, my number right. one listened to artist last year was actually uh, a man by the name of Parangi. I'm not sure mm-hmm. if you're familiar with nah, him. Never had. You, have, you have to check him out. Um, incredible, incredible artist and human being. Um, he plays all kinds of different indigenous instruments. He sings, he raps, he does live looping. He does live freestyle singing and rapping and makes just like the most incredible like medicine music. It's it's literally like you're in ceremony. Like one of his albums is literally called Ayahuasca. And that's like <laughs> the vibe you get when you're, you're listening to his music, but it's like, he's super dope. And he, like his expression is so raw and so pure and so uplifting. And, you know, so yeah, definitely, definitely check him out. He's, he's incredible. Yeah, you're going to have to send me, send me a link, bro. I will. I'll send you a link and I'll, I'll put it in the, the show notes for this episode as well. But yeah, um, yeah it's like, I, that's the kind of music that I listen to most to kind of come back to your question earlier is like, like medicine music or like just music that puts me in a high vibrational state. It has like a deeper meaning and medicine and positivity to it. Um, and that has like integrated the light in the dark and has like turned it into something more useful. So that's, that's the kind of music that I'm really into in that. Yeah. I'm I love, starting to I love create myself. Said, I love that you said, you know, it integrates both the light and the dark. And, you know, at the end of the day, it comes down to perception. Like maybe there's light workers out there that are just like, yeah, I love this trap shit because I do so much light work and blah, blah, blah. And I just want to dabble in some of that, you know? Um, totally. Not me. <laughs> I don't, I don't do that. Um, but it's so important to be able to integrate the light with the dark, or I should say the dark with the light. Because I think, you know, I've, I've experienced this where it's like, you know, everything is all love and light and that's all they see, which is awesome at the end of the day. But at the same time, you need to acknowledge that the darkness is there. Otherwise, in my opinion, you're just suppressing it. Hence why you're not seeing it. Hmm. Um. And yeah, that's exactly the same with my music, bro. Like sometimes I'll, I I make sure to take people on a journey. I make sure to, you know, obviously speaking, speak on my experience because that's all I can speak on. And hopefully that resonates with people. And I, I know that it will. Like I've always written for that or, and with that intention in mind, like I have a, track that's called um real talk communication right and it's basically speaking to women and men saying like just talk about it don't walk silent drop the lies kid just talk about it you know like some of the lyrics are like speaking as a man in the population. We go through a lot, not saying much though, because we want to feel macho, man. I wish I could speak to you with no fear. Right. And every man goes through that, but mm. they don't necessarily, they don't know that this sort of music is out there. So, you know, it's up to us to really do that. And that even goes back to the dancing is like, the spiritual community don't dabble 
don't really like they're so quick to dance um aesthetically and free form but they're not going to the you know how can i say the tribal dances for example dance hall more like hard hitting right exactly you know they want the flow and you know the love and the ooh la la type stuff but at the same time you need to are you actually a fully multi-dimensional being if you don't express it that way if you don't express all dimensions through your dancing, I dance in the hardest style on the planet, right? The most raw expressive style on the planet. And I can do everything as well using that style. Mm. Wow. You know? Um, and I think that's what also needs to shift in that. I, I believe that's the, I guess, the ship that I'm bringing in to the dock. You know what I mean? So that people can see Crump from a completely different perspective and see hip hop from the eyes that we want to see it from. Mm. And we do see it from because we see that there's so much potential and growth and, you know, um, expansion in that way. And it doesn't need to stay at the trap sound. It doesn't need to stay at the, um, condescending tone, the the extremely toxic masculine that even females are doing the same thing now. <laughs> that's right? true. It's, yeah, it's that's crazy. wild. It's crazy, you know. Yeah. And then that, and and you know, that's why I listen to a lot more soul, blues, funk, disco, um, because they spoke about some real shit some real life experiences. And I get that everyone is speaking on their real life experiences, but what's healthy. Yeah. And the piece I want to really presence that you said that really stuck out to me is, is your intention is to take people on a journey. I feel like a lot of the music out there that people are really drawn to is very dark stuff because perhaps we don't have other outlets to express those things or explore those things or experience like those darker energies that we're Mm -hmm. drawn to like as human beings we are drawn to the light and we're drawn to the dark and perhaps that's why people are drawn there i think the issue i have is it doesn't complete the journey it brings you to those dark places which can be very enticing it can be very exhilarating even you know i'll admit like i'll get down on some like fuck you. Like, I'm going to kill you. Like, you're like, I'll get down on that. Like, there's something about that raw energy that is very appealing. And like some part of my soul, like wants that or craves that or needs that, you know, it's like these deep parts of myself, these aspects of self that I don't normally get to explore that I get to experience and witness through someone else's expression. But there's very few artists that I've experienced who will take you to those dark places, but also bring you back. And so totally. then we're kind of like just stuck there. We're just like subtly stuck in those dark places. And that becomes our mindset. That becomes how we think. Mm. That becomes how we feel. And now we're just like, that's the vibration that we are entrained to. And I think that's some of the like, when people talk about like, oh, like the dark magic or, you know, whatever, like, you know, even just like conspiracy stuff about like how music is used to like program us, like there very well could be some like malevolent beings like doing all of that and even if that's not the case i think it's just like 
it's just darkness and we're interested in it. Like, like people are interested in darkness and I don't think that's a bad thing. And I don't think it's a bad thing that, you know, it's uh, mystery, we have man. like we humans, have, we, humans love mystery too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's the mystery. It's the unknown, you know, right. Um, or it's things that we haven't experienced, but it's like, how can we take those things and weave them into a journey or like, like turn them into a lesson or turn them into something more holistic and meaningful. It's like, instead yeah. of just, it's like, we do the same thing with like food. It's like we extract like this one thing out of a, a whole food because, and, and then it like gets us all amped or whatever, but it's like, yeah. you're missing most of what that, how that food was meant to be eaten. It's like, you know, we're just extracting the most potent aspect of something and trying to make it the most hard hitting banger, like attention grabbing thing. And yeah. yet it's not wholesome. It's not nutritious. How can we like get there and like go to those places, but create a journey for people. And I think some of the best yeah. artists do that. Like someone like Kendrick, it's like, he takes you yeah. to some dark fucking places, but the overall tone is like yeah. positive. You know, it's like, right. it's an uplifting thing. It's like an empowering right. tone because he takes you on the full journey and he's super honest in what he's doing. Right. And he's very transparent in what he's doing. And he's just giving you the full story of it. Not just like, let me like give you the most appealing shit that I know is going to like, you know, just like appeal to your darker senses. He's like, I just want to give you like the whole picture here. And that's why I think I appreciate an artist like him. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious, like, as we kind of move towards wrapping this up, where, where do you see, where would you like to see the culture head to and how can individuals really support that? How can we be a part of shifting the culture in a more empowering direction. Yeah. I think, and this, I think this goes for everything, you know, um, appreciating and acknowledging history is a major player because when we know someone's story, we allow ourselves to empathize with that, right? And we're like, whoa, that's why X, Y, Z happened. Um, and doing it not like, yes, as much as you're doing it for yourself, you're doing it for the culture. And is it actually benefiting the culture and the state of the planet, if that makes sense? Mm. So you know, I'll use another, like a metaphor would be like, you know, farming, for example, do you need to, and food, like what's actually more sustainable, right? There's greedy living and then there's sustainable living, sustainable farming, everything like that. And I think greed has created such a um, negative tone to a lot of aspects of our life, whether that be dance, um, hip hop and whatever, because people just want to look good. People want the followers, people want the clout or whatever the case is. And everyone sort of, how can I say, like unable to tap into everything else, if that makes sense. I don't know if that makes sense. So like 
we need to choose the um how can i say this bro it's like at the tip of my tongue but i'm having having trouble like actually <laughs> saying it just be be more intentional be more conscious about what you're actually doing mm. what you're actually putting out in the space um and also know that we are multidimensional so tap into all aspects of you cuz i've got tracks that are all like not fully like oh fuck you but i have tracks that are just hard hitting and raw and like i don't give a fuck sort of attitude and then i have ones that are super soft then i have ones that are you know just like how kendrick and cole and tech like all the greats do it that way with reason you know they do it intentionally to take you on that journey and bring you back around to be like okay shit where am i at with everything right um yeah so history and invention i think so know your history know the culture and what you're what you are representing hopefully and who do you actually want to be seen as and how are you going to like reinvent yourself so that you can create a much yeah and a more beneficial way of being mm. yeah Mo- moving forward because if we're not then we're just staying in the same space like the technology think about it this way like technology has changed so much more has advanced way more than humans have consciously and you would think that it would sort of be at least equal yeah it's like we have this it's almost like we have this duty to catch up to the technology that is being created so that we can be good stewards of that technology and yeah it's like we have the ability for any any person in the world to post on SoundCloud or jump on Twitter or whatever it is it's like we can you can say whatever you want you can express whatever you want you know for the most part obviously yeah. there's some censorship stuff but for the most part, you can say whatever you want. Any any person can have a microphone and be heard by thousands, millions of people, which is amazing. Like we've never had that opportunity even available before. You know, not too long ago, it was like there was maybe a handful of people who could broadcast messages to everybody. Now it's it. So it's like it's overwhelming on the one hand that like we have that capability. And then on the other hand, it's like, I love what you said. The second part, especially like, what am I putting out there? What is the impact of that? Like, what am I representing is how I heard that. And is this a message that I want to put out there? Is this a quality I want to embody? Like, what am I embodying? What do I represent? Who am I in the scheme of things? And the last piece I want to drop in is this concept. uh, And uh, it's more than a concept, but like I've been 
I was listening to an audiobook recently and it was talking about connecting with your ancestors. Mm-hmm. And it was like, our ancestors are around us all the time. And most people just don't know that they can connect with them and ask for support and ask for guidance and ask for clarity. And it's like, we, it was talking about how like we have this misguided idea that we are just isolated, that we are alone, that we're just this human being out here on our own, just living this life by ourselves. When it's like, no, like we actually came from a lineage, like literally every human being has a lineage. You were born from your parents who had parents, who had parents, who had parents. It's like, we all have ancestors and lineage. And it's almost weird that we forget that, that we forget that we've come from somewhere and that the world has come from somewhere. It's like, when I look around, there are like buildings and systems and like you know, I can flush my toilet and it works. Like I can turn on the fucking shower and the water comes out. It's like, these things weren't built overnight. Like they were built like many generations before us had technological advances for us to be able to just open up our fridge and grab whatever food we want to. Like it's wild what we have available to us. And yet we're so forgetful of that. And so kind of, I hear on a similar thread of like, you know, know your history, know where you came from, learn to appreciate who has come before you and who has set the path out that you can even be doing what you're doing right now and be grateful for that and and understand that. So I just, I really love that. And I think that the mindset that I'm more putting myself into is like, who can I become that would make my ancestors proud? Mm. Who can I become that would make my ancestors proud and not from a sense of like trying to like please, like people please or anything like that, but more yeah. from a sense of what would really do justice, what would really respect where I came from. Not only like not even speaking as much about like my personal like lineage, but like humanity and like yeah. our lineage and like where our country came from and where our, where my city came from. You know, like how can I pay homage? How can I pay respects to my city, to my country, to this planet and to ultimately humanity, our species and where we've come from, from dwelling in caves to building skyscrapers and rocket ships and AI technology and self-driving cars. It's like, we're in a wild time right now. And I think that what you're talking about is so important. And Music, I think, is one of the best ways that we can reprogram ourselves and exponentially elevate ourselves so that we can coexist healthily with these rapidly evolving technologies so they don't get out of hand and overtake us. It's like, I think we need to build a healthy relationship with our world and with our technology and with our other human beings who we share this planet with. And I think music is, there's just such an untapped opportunity beyond all judgment or anything about what's currently out there today, I think there's just so much untapped opportunity of what music could be. We could literally use music to reprogram the entire world in a much more empowered and positive light. And I think the key there is how do we make it hit for people? How do we make it land? How do we get people really drawn to it? We explore the depths of those darkness that so much people are drawn to, but we create a journey. And I think that's probably my biggest takeaway from this conversation is like, yes, like explore the darkness and don't stop there. That's not the end. That's not the destination. 
There's right. so much more. There's a whole story. There's a whole journey available. There's a whole ceremony available in going to the depths of the darkness, but bringing back something positive, bringing back something to the light so that you can utilize that and, and carry that forward. Yeah, totally, bro. And I'll, I'll say, I mean, I second everything that you said and, you know, <clears throat> we haven't really talked about dance as much, but putting that into the mix again is where like, are you allowing yourself to go there? You know, are you allowing yourself to go to the dark places through dance and into the light and, you know, the hard hitting stuff and the sexual stuff and, um, you know, sensual movement and all of that sort of thing. Are you, are you doing that for yourself? Because, you know, you, you mentioned that, um, you know, and I did too, technology is so advanced yet we have this technology, which is extremely advanced, right? Yeah. Our bodies. Yeah. Supercomputers. And we can, we literally have the power to change even what technology looks like and having, you know, creating sustainable technology and this, that, and the other. And I think that doesn't necessarily, like it doesn't come, that doesn't come from dabbling in the darkness as often. Mm. If that makes sense, you know, it's like, it's like, for example, with the whole, you know, fast food thing, it's like, well, fast food is the darkness and someone came out of that darkness and was just like, you know what, I'm going to start like a, um, how can I say, like a health food business or whatever the case is, like that's where it starts, right? Because if you do, and then going back into history again, if you look back at our ancestors, they didn't eat that shit. That's a corporation right there. Money. Control. Um, so it's up to us to take that sovereignty back and just like really nourish ourselves in the right way. And that's our responsibility, not anyone else's. 100%. <sighs> wow. Well, thank you, brother. It was super good dropping in with you. Um, I love the topics we explored. I just super appreciate the work that you're putting out into the world, the music you're creating and just how you show up. Um, yeah, like we, we need more, we need more brothers like you. So thank you for just being the model and example that you are and just appreciate our friendship and connection and super excited to continue on this journey with you. So, um, where, where can we, uh, if people like what they heard today and how, how can they follow you? How the, how can they connect with you or work with you? Yeah, sure, man. So, um, Hmm. Instagram is Ian DeMello with a double L underscore. That's my Instagram. I pretty much post everything on there. That's my main, that's my main steez right now. Um, YouTube and Spotify. If you want to check out, and I recommend you check out my music. If you did dig what we, what we were going on and, and speaking about today is multidimensional MC and, all in one word. Um, 
dope name, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bro. It it took me a, it took me a while to get there. Uh, there was some transformation that happened, and I was just like, hmm, I like this. Um, and yeah, just DM me, connect with me. Like, I would love to. My clubhouse is um, Ian Demello as well, and I'm still yet to curate some rooms because I have amazing topics on this aspect of life um that i believe you know we can really start shifting you know and transmuting those frequencies and just giving people a better awareness and sharing um where we are at to yeah just grow in a in a whole new well not new but in a whole new way i'm just gonna say it because when i say when i say new i mean fresh yeah dope well I, I will link all of that in the in the show notes so people can find you and follow you and um yeah thanks again for coming on it's such a pleasure and we'll have to do this again sometime yeah man i appreciate you so much for reaching out and having me on here um love the work that you're doing as always and yeah just really grateful for where we are both at and our relationship too so i appreciate you brother yeah absolutely <laughs>